Rod Serling, you're listening to the Zero Hour. Rest your eyes. Exercise your mind. This week, Stanton Forbes, a prince of tropical intrigue. But I wouldn't want to die there. Starring Leonel Prusov. Brock Peters. And Marge Redmond. In Elliot Lewis's production of The Zero Hour. The Mutual Broadcasting System presents The Zero Hour. Sponsored in part by Chevrolet Trucks, Cold Power, and Sign Off. This is the Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. There's something relentless about a jigsaw puzzle. Once it's begun, it dares you to continue. It has a gluttonous effect on time. Altering, consuming the very hands of the clock. For Sylvia Bennett, time has become a precious commodity. She has selected this day to be her last. And the puzzle is what she needs the very least. It came in the mail. A letter, or rather a manuscript, from a man named Cadwallader. Or perhaps Joseph Johns. It's a puzzle of intrigue with borders of tropical green and deep Caribbean blue... What may be a boat we have forming in one dark corner, and beneath that the scarlet tinge of a beautiful woman's spilled life's blood. The picture is murder. The puzzle begun, and somewhere hidden within the remaining irregular shapes lie the pieces that will form a face. That face is the key, for it is the face of a killer. But I wouldn't want to die there, continues after this word. There's a guy in this neighborhood practically everybody knows. He's a pusher, and his big deal is heroin. Now, that's a billion-dollar business run by people who don't care about you or your kids. Only money. And it's supported by addicts who need 40 bucks a day to get their fix. So, you get mugged or robbed or worse. Fix the pusher. Call the National Heroin Hotline, 800-368-5363. You don't have to give any information about yourself. Only room, a place, a license plate, a description. Anything specific. Fix the pusher. Call the Heroin Hotline in Washington, D.C. It's a free call from anywhere in this country. Dial information if you forget the number. It's 800-368-5363. It's run by the federal government. 800-368-5363. The morning of the second day. The sun was setting behind Molly Smith Point. It seemed particularly brilliant. Hot orange, pink. pink and gold. We watched it set. Saw sky and sea turn to shades of purple. Remember? I studied you, Sylvia. You were lovely as a painting. Cadwallader. 
That's an unusual name. I've heard it somewhere. One of Salinger's people? <laughs> How do you like Alfonso's special concoction? We call it no big thing. Somewhat of a misnomer. I'm afraid it's rather potent. No, that was Stradladder or something. Tell me about your ex-husband. Touché. Shall we be friends? <laughs> Tell me, Mr. Cad. What do you hate? Personally, I detest accordion. So do I. And more eels. Bad grammar, pretty men, too, too elegant women. Women who, no, 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 people who talk too much, liars. I hate liars. <laughs> Unless there's a good reason, and they do it well. Hey, Cad, I'm back. What the hell's been going on? Who's that? That's Max, the brains of the outfit. I'll introduce you. Max, I'd like you to meet Mrs. Sylvia Bennett. She's taking a room with us. How do you do? How do you do? Can't I leave you alone for a couple of days without the sky falling, chicken a little? It's all over the San Juan papers. Annabelle Lee, dead. Yes, I found her. Uh, excuse me, I have to go to the ladies' room. You feeling all right? I'm fine. It's no big thing. Ken. Now, listen, there were reporters on the plane back. You know what this will mean. We'll probably do a booming business. You know what I'm talking about. Max, you just got back. You're tired. Maybe you should rest a while. I can't wait. I've got to talk to Later, you. Later, I've got a date for dinner. Eloise, have you seen Mrs. Bennett? She is out on the terrace, Monsieur Cad. She asked me where you are and could I bring two more no big things. I bring them now? Very good, Eloise. Thank you. Monsieur Robert is outside, too. Annabelle Lee's husband? We. Oui. I want to see you, Cadwallader. Mr. Tolliver, I didn't expect to see you so soon. Uh, please let me offer my condolences. Never mind that. I want some straight information on what happened to Annabelle, and I want it now. I'm sorry, but someone is waiting for me on the... They can wait. I'm afraid they can. Look, I'm sick and tired of getting the runaround. Just what the hell do you mean, Tolliver? You've got a lot of nerve barging in here, shooting off your mouth that way. I mean Cadwallader found my wife. I got some fairy tale from a French cop about your friend out beach walking. Well, he's going to have to do better than that. Look, I I'll be glad to answer any questions. Cad, you don't have to put up with this garbage. Pull off, Max. Everybody's all wound up. I'd like to hear what Mr. Tolliver has to say. I got plenty to say. For openers, I think you were making it with Annabelle. Or trying to. She wouldn't put out, so you clobbered her. Wait a minute. Hold it, Max. I don't want him in here. Take it easy. Take it easy. He's wrong. Now, look, you're wrong. I, I've only spoken to the lady when you've both come in for dinner. Besides, why should she be interested in a fat old man like me? Because Annabelle was interested in anything that wore pants. Not only that, she complained about a peeping Tom, she said, when she was getting dressed or sunbathing. Somebody's nasty, she told me. Somebody's got a fouled-up mind. Well, Cadwallader, I think that somebody is you. And I suppose you didn't beat her to a pulp every Sunday and twice on holiday. You can't talk to me Sit like... Sit down, man! Shut up, Cat! I was in San Juan. San Juan isn't the other side of the world. You ever hear of chartering a boat? A plane, maybe? Oh, how about a hitman? Goodbye, lady. Hello, fat bankroll. How do you like that picture, Tolliver? Are you son of a... Hey, you Enough, enough. Look, look, look. Perhaps Monsieur Tolliver should eat his dinner at home. The cuisine of the gendarmerie is not so good. I'm going. But I'm not satisfied, Cadwallader. You're going to have to come up with a better story. I've got ways of finding out what really went on. The moment our hostile guest was escorted out, I went to find Sylvia, but the terrace was deserted. 
I cursed my bad luck and Tolliver's bad timing and began nursing my third no-big-thing. Somebody slipped out from the shadows behind me and breathed in my ear. Is it all right, Mr. Card? I go for the gendarmes. Did I do right? Oh, Alphonse. Oh, Cad, you couldn't have known what I was really up to that night. The drinks had gone to my head, but not to the point my hearing was impaired. I stayed until the police arrived, then crept off to my room. I wanted to fall asleep, to shut off my memory, but I couldn't. John's and Terry together. I hadn't remembered Max Terry as being such a brute, an angry, hairy gorilla of a man. And the coincidence that I should have come to Saint-Martin to research another murder. I don't know how long I lay there in bed. Not listening, but hearing things. Hello? Is someone out there? Max Terry, Mrs. Bennett. What do you want? Just checking the cistern, Mrs. Bennett. Anything I can do for you? No. Thank you. Good night, then. They come in different sizes. From small to extra large, our trucks are tough. Of that there is no doubt. Because they're built for lasting value. Day in, day out, they are. And value is what Chevy's all about. In 1973, according to dealers' reported deliveries, more Chevy trucks were sold than any other make. Come check out our new Chevy trucks, and you'll see the reason why. This is Julia Mead. Today, because of the energy crisis, washing your clothes in cold water makes more sense than ever. You see, the more cold water you use, the more fuel you'll save. Fortunately, we have cold power, the detergent specially formulated to get your clothes clean in cold water. If you use cold power already, you know that your clothes will be clean and bright without hot water wrinkling or stain setting. This is Julia Mead saying let's all start using cold power in cold water today and help keep America out of hot water. Are you telling me this? Why now? Why today? Oh, I suppose you must. And you're right, I do owe you this much. So, what happened next? The morning of the third day. I overslept again the next morning. When I went downstairs, there was no one in the dining room except Eloise. And when I asked her where everybody was, she said Mr. Max had gone to buy groceries. The Bings had flown to Saba, a neighboring island, for the day, and Mrs. Bennett had gone to pick up a telegram. Then she told me Rose Phillips wanted to see me. It was urgent. After coffee, I went to see her. What she had to say was more than urgent. Why she chose to tell me, I couldn't figure at first. You see, on Saint-Martin, we have what one might call... Peculiar alliances, loyalties among relatives are inviolable. And since most everyone is related to everyone else, well, Rose Phillips had sworn a solemn oath that she would not tell what she knew to the gendarmes. She left that to me. 
I drove to Maridot quickly, but carefully. I parked across the street from the main gendarmerie, crossed over, and entered the rather imposing building. Before I had the chance to ask to see Inspector Leclerc, he appeared. It was almost as if he was waiting for me. Leclerc came out through an inner door accompanied by a chubby-faced, stockily-built man who was practically trotting. The man looked straight ahead on his way out. He never even saw me. He looked familiar, though I couldn't place him. As I said, I had the feeling Leclerc was expecting my arrival. I didn't see him look my way before he spoke. Ah, Monsieur Cadwallader, what brings you to Marigold? Inspector Leclerc, could I speak in private, please, with you? Certainly. Uh, come into my office, won't you? Won't you kindly sit down? What is it I can do for you? Well, I've I've learned something I think you should know. Yes? Robert Tolliver was back here on the island for a time, the day his wife, Annabel Lee, was killed. Ah, yes, we know. You know? Certainly. One of our first duties was to investigate the whereabouts of Madame Lee's husband and Monsieur Max Terrier's well. The gentleman who just left, that was Emmanuel Patterson, the ticket manager from Carrie Bear. Monsieur Patterson has corroborated the report that both Robert Tolliver and Max Terry were passengers on the early flight to San Juan. Monsieur Patterson also reports that Monsieur Tolliver flew back at 3.30 the next day, then left again for San Juan at 5. Customs records agree. That is how we know. I see, yes. Well, I should have realized... Robert Tolliver was driven to his house by Clement Turbo on Turbo's cab. Mr. Tolliver says he came to get a check necessary to consummate a business matter in San Juan that afternoon. We are pursuing this last matter further with the American authorities and the Puerto Rican hotel where Mr. Tolliver was staying. This far, his narrative seems basically valid. Oh, I just thought... We are also pursuing as a routine matter the corroboration of Max Terry's visit to San Juan. He stays, I believe... At the Primavera? Yes, it's a guest house, not unlike our own in Grand Case. The concierge is a lady friend of Max's. Ah, yes. A Miss Anita Castellano. So you see, Monsieur Cadwallader, we are almost as efficient as your American forces. Yes, of course. Well, sorry to have bothered you. Oh, no, no, no bother at all. When I arrived back at the guest house, there was a young man I'd never seen waiting for me. Perhaps I'd come to possess what one might call look look voyance. <laughs> I knew not who the man was, but I was sure of why he had come and what he wanted. Mr. Cadwallader, my name's Boland. Joseph Boland. I'm a newspaper man from the States. I wonder if you got a spare room. I'm afraid... Where the devil is Alphonse? This thing weighs a ton. Well, I'll only be here a few days. Eloise, take this stuff, will you? You're uh, looking for a place to stay? I'm Max Terry. Max, this is Mr. Boland. He's a newspaper man. Oh, over here for the lead business, I imagine. Well, there's a bunch of us on the island, but most of them are holed up in Phillipsburg. I thought if I could find a spot near the scene of the crime, I'd... here are my credentials. Hollywood, eh? Well, the thing is, this could be a big break for me. Hannibal Lee was very famous, you know, especially on the West Coast. You'd be doing me a tremendous favor if you'd put me up. Don't see why not. Do you, Cat? Well, let me take your bag, Mr. Boland. 
I don't know if it's such a good idea to have a newspaper man staying here. Do you, Mr. Cobb? Oh, I guess there's no harm in it. Let me help you with those, Eloise. Well, I don't know about harm, but he could find out a lot of things about Grand Case that maybe we'd like it better if he didn't. That's all I was thinking about, Monsieur Cad. That is all. Listen. Headache pain is one thing. A sinus headache is something else. You feel it behind the eyes, under the cheekbones. Sometimes your whole face can seem to throb with pain. You want relief. Take Sinoff tablets. S-I-N-E-O-F-F. The sinus medicine that gives you a full dose of pure aspirin. Plus a sinus drainer that helps relieve sinus pain while you drain. Sinoff tablets. The sinus medicine. And Sinoff doesn't stop there. Have you tried Sinoff Sinus Spray? The fastest known form of sinus congestion relief. It penetrates clogged nasal passages in seconds. That's something. That's Sinoff Sinus Spray. When sinus flares up, use Sinoff tablets and spray. Only as directed. Sinoff. S-I-N-E-O-F-F. The sinus medicines in the bright red box. That must have been the day I went shopping. Oh, Phil, you're such a good liar when you want to be. Carl's cable with the lowdown on the Joseph Johns case had come. If this was the same man, if Cad was Johns, if this was another of my million-dollar hunches, Cad, poor teddy bear, I found you in the shade of the front gallery. Hello, Cad. Isn't it a lovely day? Oh, hi there. I missed you at lunch. Care to join me? I heard you went to town. Something about a cable. Oh. Oh, yes. From my ex-husband. Not bad news, I hope. He's bad news. He wanted to come here, so I had to wire back. Dear ex, stop. Don't you dare. Stop, Sylvia. <laughs> you think you'll get the message? You're not very subtle. No, I don't suppose I am. Who lives over there? That fascinating old house. Madame Bousquet and her son. The house is falling apart now, but I understand it used to be magnificent. Oh, look, there she is now. She looks like quite a character. They say she was magnificent, too, in her day. Who's that bald fellow with her? That's her son, Guy. Is there something wrong with him? Yes, he's retarded, not quite bright. There's another boy who lives in Puerto Rico. He's normal. With the father? No, Michel Bosquet lives outside of town. Have you met our newest guest, Mr. Boland? No, I'm afraid I haven't. He must have just arrived. This morning. He's from the States, a reporter. A reporter? Yes, you act surprised. Uh, not surprised. I knew it wouldn't take long. Annabelle Lee was a great star in her day. Won't the publicity hurt the tourists? Maybe, maybe not. But there isn't much I can do about it. Oh, it's such a gorgeous day. Why don't you take me sightseeing before the place is crawling with newspaper people? Where do you want to go? Well, the Bings were telling me about a place called Benvenue. Where is that? Oh, beyond Marigot on the peninsula. What's it like? Tell me something about it. Benvenue? It's a very strange place. No one lives there, not a soul. It's just there. It's the unfulfilled dream of an American developer. A few years ago... This American hired a French architect to design the plans for a city. 
that would combine the past and the future, Mediterranean in feeling, with all modern conveniences of the jet age. Construction was begun. Three, four-story buildings, all built of stone, with walkways, courtyards, fountains. And then the money ran out. The crews left. They won't be back until someone invests another fortune. In the meantime, Benvenu sits and waits, all stone and glass and empty. Sounds lovely. It is, in a strange way. Could we go there? Oh, it's a bit of a drive. I don't really trust my eyesight. I'll drive. Very well. We'll take my car. I'll tell Max we're going. Well, I want to get my camera. I'll meet you downstairs. Did you ever... Oh, I never would have dreamed this was here. Tad, stand over this way. No, no, I'll ruin the picture. No, you won't. You handle that camera like a pro. Oh, it's just a hobby. I adore color slides. There's a spectacular view from the top apartment. You can see Marigot and Phillipsburg, both sides of the island. Not Grand Case? No, we're behind the hill. How Beautiful it would have been. Oh, won't anyone finish it ever? Maybe one day. If the money man finds another money man. You see, that's what they call him here. The money man. Do you know him? No, his name is Tanqueray. He hasn't been on St. Martin so far as I know during the six years I've been here. Somehow, I rather like this place. The way it is, the mirage. Do you come here often? Sometimes, when I want to get away. Well, have you seen enough? We'd best be getting back. Business was booming when we returned to Grand Case. You thanked me with a peck on the cheek and went upstairs to change. Considering this was the off-season, the place was really jumping. The Bings were back and had brought another couple with them. Bolin and Gerard occupied one table, and of all people, Robert Tolliver was there. He and the Bates couple comprised a quiet threesome at a corner table. I had my hands full just serving drinks. Hey, Cap Warder, my friend Gerard here has been filling me in on the murder. You found the body, right? How about an exclusive? I'll give you name credit. No, we're rather busy now. All I can tell you is what I told the police. I was out walking and stumbled across her. Think it had anything to do with black unrest? Black unrest? Sure, all these islands. The natives are restless. We hear about it up in the States. Self-government, all that. I wouldn't know anything about that. Talk to Gerard here. He's in this island. I just live here. Alphonse, I need one mint julep, a sling, and two you-know-whats. Hey, Cad, come here. I wanted bowl and one. Oh, he's got a race backlash theory he's working on. Why did you rent him the room? He doesn't have to be here. Oh, why so, Cad? These guys can ride anything. At least if he's here, we can try to win him over. Be diplomatic. Thank you, Alphonse. For any of these for Tolliver, I'd like to poison this. Max, be diplomatic. People came and went all through the evening and night. The Tolliver party left early. We got rid of the last around 2 a.m. Max counted up the evening's receipts, slapped me on the back, and went off to bed. I must have sat there alone for a long time. I thought about you, Sylvia, about how pretty you looked that night, 
And for the first time in years, I, I felt, felt lonely. I sat alone, too, that night, Cad. Up in my room. Too busy to be lonely. Working late into the night, just hoping you were Joseph Johns. Oh, Cad, you don't know what lonely is. You have people who care for you, who care about you. They care because you are kind. Regardless of what you might have done in the past. I have no past. And I want no part of any future. You are listening to Mutual's presentation of The Zero Hour. Tomorrow at this time, rest your eyes and listen here to this week's continuing study and suspense. But I wouldn't want to die there. I'm Rod Serling, and this is The Zero Hour. Today's episode brought to you in part by Chevrolet Crush Coal Power and Sign-Off. This is The Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. You have been listening to The Zero Hour, a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System in association with Hollywood Radio Theater. Heard every weekday at this time. Rod Serling is your host. Zero Hour is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The Hollywood Radio Theater theme was played by Ferranti and Teicher and is now available on United Artists Records and Tapes. Hugh Douglas speaking. Tune in tomorrow and once again, rest your eyes and listen here to the Zero Hour. This is the Mutual Radio Network. <laughs>